Charles did that thing with his jaw once more, she would have to leave the table. It was bad enough that her mother had invited him to stay yet again, but at least generally they got up late and she didn't have to breakfast with them. Now here they both were, strangely energetic for this time of day, zestful even, and every time he chewed there was a vile sound like small bones cracking. Her mother dropped a fig stalk carelessly onto the tablecloth, took a sip of tea, and turned to Hazel. I've decided to go up to town, she said. Charles needs to get back for urgent business, and I'd rather like a change of scene. You won't mind, will you, darling? Hazel swallowed her mouthful too quickly, and the dry toast scraped her throat. When are you leaving? We thought midday, said Francine. But what about this afternoon? Francine narrowed her eyes and raised a questioning shoulder. Her jade silk dressing gown clung to her skin, sinking into the dip of her collarbone. This afternoon? The shopping trip? You were going to buy me some more summer things. Last year's dresses are... She paused, feeling her cheeks colour. You know. Oh, darling, Francine laughed and gestured towards Hazel's bust. Don't be bashful, of course I know. It's just rather hard for me to accept. My little girl growing into a woman. She turned to Charles and put a hand on his arm. Honestly, Charles, if you'd seen her this time last year, she was flat as a board. Then whoosh came the monthlies and now look. Hazel could only stare down at the toast crumbs on her plate. At Rosewood House, amongst the other girls, conversations about monthlies were had in whispers, if they were had at all. What was wrong with her mother broadcasting the subject at breakfast? Oh God, he was probably looking at her, just as mother had suggested. Hazel hunched her shoulders and curled her spine, hoping that the evidence would somehow disappear. She's going to be a great beauty, said Charles, just like her mother. The mantel clock struck nine. Francine gave a high laugh that clashed with the chime. A major seventh, thought Hazel. Horrible. Flatterer, said Francine. She traced a painted fingernail down Charles's forearm. Don't sulk, Hazel, for heaven's sake. How about this for an idea? I'll buy you some dresses in Selfridges when I'm in town. There'll be more choice. But I wanted to choose. Plenty of time for shopping once I'm home. I won't be gone long, just a few days. Perhaps a week. And in the meantime, Mrs. Waite might be able to let out some scenes. Francine put another fig into her mouth and began to chew. The seeds cracked like miniature bullets firing, and Hazel knew that it was pointless arguing, pointless feeling surprised. This was how things were now. Mother wanted Charles more than she wanted her. The horizon was starting to fuzz and shimmer, and that meant the day would be hot and the sea would be warm enough for bathing. Later, she would change into her turquoise costume, that, at least, still fitted, walk down to the end of the garden and climb over the wall onto the beach. If the sea stayed calm, she might even swim out towards Pagham. She opened her bedroom window and leaned forward on the sill, listening to the layers of sound the outgoing tide pulling away from the shore, the scream of a young gull, 
the blind dog from next door snuffling in the box hedge. And then another layer, growing louder until it eclipsed all other sounds, heavier, mechanical, the hazy drone of aircraft. The planes appeared in the sky to the west, flying over the sea in formation. Hawker Furies. Hazel watched them rise and fall, their polished cowlings glinting. The hawkers flew out every morning now. Sometimes Hazel cycled past the base at Tangmere, and from the farm track you could see the planes, shadowy in their hangars, the pilot and the airman scurrying around them, their laughter echoing across flat clay fields. Hazel! Francine's voice called up from the bottom of the stairs. Hazel hadn't spoken to her mother or Charles since breakfast as a punishment for the London trip.